Welcome everybody to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wagella, and that's right guys, I'm back, motherfuckers. After a month off, I have returned to salvage the podcast and save it for my very inappropriate guests. And I'm not doing it alone. For the first time ever on the pod, we got Jordan Monroe. Jordan, how's it going? Oh, it's awesome, man. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm glad to be the uh, the first podcast back with you, man. I'm excited. Yeah, this is uh, actually, this was this should have been your second appearance. I tried to have you on once before, but it was in March, and I got dev- devilishly ill right before I went to Phoenix, so I had to skip out that week, my man. That's all right. That's all right. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. Like I said, we have a, a whole bunch to talk to about, I think, today. Yeah, so we got a lot to bitch about, that's for sure, today. Um, man. But, but before we do that, um, I just want to shout out to all the people that guest host for me. Um, Mitchell and Crock, great job. Uh, the Bookhouse Boys and Brian and Jake, good job, boys. Uh, <laughs> the Shelbys, as in Allie and Stacy. Boy, did you guys not stay on topic, but boy, was that a hilarious podcast. Go check that one out, everyone. And KJ Radio with Keith and Jeremy. What an episode that was. But, alas, you're stuck with me now and with Jordan. That's all right. And let's get to these beers. Let's see. Now, Jordan is not going to drink because he doesn't drink. So uh, you're up to me to tell you how these taste like. But, Jordan, you can tell us what we're drinking. Uh, yeah, sure. We got uh, Vine Street Junction, a nice uh, IPA uh, from Iron Line Brewing. It's our first beer from Iron Line, I believe, and I'm trying to see where it's from. Let's see. It's been Oh, hey, it's from Monroe, Ohio. There you go. How about that? <laughs> Look at that. Perfect. <laughs> Sometimes life works out. Now I'm going to open this and tell you. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> God damn it. Guess what happened, everybody? It fizzed open like it always does for me. Got a little overflow is all. This used to happen to me all the time in the podcast, and it's been it's been a quite a time since, but let's try this. While you're trying that, any update? Is Jeremy alive? I know he was leaving today. Oh, um, Jeremy, I think he's leaving today, so so I don't know. Who he knows should be if he's alive, alive right now, right? If he fucking goes and dies out there, it's going to ruin my damn goddamn golf trip, and I'm going to be pissed off. So, Jeremy... Stay classy out there and don't fight any bears or do anything stupid. <laughs> As for this beer, classic IPA taste, it's good. It's 5.9%, uh, so kind of mild for an IPA. We're, we're starting off a little slower. We're not diving right into those 10% beers that I like to do sometimes. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it's been a while since I had an IPA, and oh, it is just mesmerizing. <laughs> uh, so Jordan, how you been? How's life? Oh man, life's good. Summer's winding down, man. Did you enjoy your summer? Uh, yeah, I did. Summer was great. Um, a lot of it built up for this football season, so I always feel like the end of summer is like drags on. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm a big fall guy. That's mm-hmm. probably uh, not a popular opinion. I love summer, but I'm a big fall guy, man. Big Every- hoodie guy. Everyone loves fall. Oh yeah. It's like the best season besides summer. Oh man, I've been waiting for, well, I thought I was waiting for this. Well, <laughs> I don't even know if I can talk about it, but. A big letdown, but I've been waiting for this day for the last seven months, I think. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, fall's got... I was, I was saying the other day, it's like, all right, so New Year's Day, start of a new year. But really, the new year starts in September because... Oh, absolutely. You know, we went through school starting at that time, the buildup for football, um, the changing of the seasons, getting ready, 
to get into gear for all the holidays. It's just, this is the new year. It starts now. I'm calling it. I'm 100% with you. 100%. (laughs) But we got a lot to talk to you guys about, or a lot to talk about today. Sorry, I'm a little rusty. (laughs) Um, uh, And I also am not very good at timing these drops like I never am. So we got, oh, 30 seconds left of chit-chat. So, uh, Jordan, the last time you drank, do you remember the last beer you had? Probably a Miller Lite, as bad as that is to say. <laughs> it's okay. We did Bud Light on the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago for Allie and Stacy. They got Bud Light. There's nothing wrong with that. A little Bud Light, I guess. For this podcast, that is wrong. Horrible. I guess that's all right. <laughs> that will not happen again. <laughs> do you have a favorite beer? I don't. Can't say I do. How about you? I know you got to have one. Too hard beer to number one. Sports. The NFL season kicked off on Thursday and continued over the weekend into Monday night. Um, Before we bitch about the Lions, all right. (laughs) (laughs) um, Anything notable from the weekend itself? First game, uh, the Eagles won. Falcons looked sluggish, and Matt Ryan looked like a a really bad quarterback. I'll tell you what, I was let down. I guess there was probably a lot of emotion going through the game, but I was really let down for those being two of the best teams in the NFC just to have a kind of a sluggish game. Yeah. Well, I was looking for fireworks, really. You know, it seems like Nick Foles couldn't, well, until they did the, until they did the Philly-Philly play. Man, that just worked 100% of the time, I guess, huh? Yeah. I mean, gosh, to have a coach like that, you know, oh, would man. be great. <laughs> uh, that game was also marred with flags all over the place. Kind of fucking hard to watch. That's, that was it. I mean, you almost couldn't even blame the teams. It was just like every other play. Or every play at some parts. Right. And then over on Sunday, we had, like, I mean, I'm assuming you play fantasy football? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What a high-scoring weekend it was, man. I I can benefit from the – I actually drafted James Conner in the 17th round. Good choice. (laughs) It wasn't bad. It played out. So, Le'Veon, if you're listening, I'm sure you probably are. Just stay home. (laughs) Stay home, Le'Veon. No one wants you there anyway. I'm not mad at it. That is true. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean – I can see both sides, but that's a uh, pretty unique situation. That's a lot of money to give up. You gave up like $900,000 not uh, reporting for week one. I mean, I wish I could turn that money down. Has he uh, said anything about coming back yet? Have you heard anything? I haven't. I haven't heard. Um, I mean, from the sounds of it and with how he played with Connor that being, um, if he does that again, I mean, I I don't know if Le'Veon will play again for the Steelers personally. Yeah, I mean, they should just trade him. I don't know why they wouldn't or why they're holding out to trade him because they got him for one more year. I guess like this could be their last year if Roethlisberger does retire. Yeah. But who cares? Start right. start rebuilding then. I, and You're not going to beat the Patriots because no one beats the fucking Patriots. That is very true. In the AFC, that is. That is very true. <laughs> Even more true. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you. I mean, I guess there's probably got to be a reason they don't. Um, I mean, I guess maybe other people aren't giving what they're expecting or wanting. But mm-hmm. No one I mean, wants to pay an old running back. I'll tell you what. I mean, and I'm – not a big MSU guy, but Le'Veon, man, he is something special, right? But even as much as I love the guy, I wouldn't give him a five-year deal for what he's asking. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll give him three years because, I mean, he's electric, but, man, running backs over 30 with that many touches, it's it's tough. Yeah, I don't even know what to think about the NFL anymore with how these contracts are working. Um, the other big news, Khalil Mack was traded to the Bears. Oh, my God. That debut was pretty stellar in the first half. He's an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Uh, for two first-round picks, but they got a second back, so I think pretty good deal for the Bears. Great to see Khalil Mack come to this division. I, especially after last night, I'm even more happy about it. But, man, I, I'll tell you what, as far as a defensive game-changer, I mean, he single-handedly, I mean, 
well, I can't say win the game, but unfortunately <laughs> for him, but he did everything possible to get him there. So, well, much like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers is also touched by God. Holy crap! Did you see his post game speech? Yeah, man, he was probably on another level. He was fucked up on some painkillers. Oh, man, he I don't think he remembers being out on the field, but I'll tell you what, that guy, I love Tom Brady, but physically-wise, that guy can do some things that I don't think anybody can do, so. Yeah, yeah, we, I think Tom, Tom Brady was quoted saying, like, if he had the same coaching and the same, like, team as Tom Brady has, he'd be light years better just because of his physical talent and between the years talent. I mean, some of the throws that I've seen that guy make, not even against the Lions, but that one he made against Dallas, running Mm -hmm. away 40 yards on the sideline, like, you just don't see people making that throw. No, there's one person in the world that can make that throw, and it is Aaron Rodgers. Unfortunately for us. And he is in the Lions division. Not that it would matter if he wasn't, because, boy, what a shit show we are. Uh, Is 0-16 too early, or? Um, Well, the fact that we play the Bills, say it's too early, but... Who knows? The Bills could beat us. Any team could beat us. Cause, and I don't know if there's many teams we can beat. Uh, so the Lions lost 48-17 to the Jets and their rookie quarterback, Sam Darnold, which ESPN was just licking his penis oh, all man. broadcast long. They couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Sam Darnold threw a pick six first play. Lions were rolling. It was great. And then the wheels came off the wagon and... I had to sit through the most embarrassing football game I've ever watched at home field Monday night, <laughs> prime time for the world to see. Did Did you catch that for the first time I think ever in ESPN or like any broadcast, they cut the game short and flipped to LA? Yep, I saw that. I, it, I That doesn't speak volumes for what happened. I mean, I don't know what else. Me and Mike were uh, dying laughing because of how embarrassing that was. Did you catch the Jets fans at the end? Yep, saw that. Yeah, we did so bad that at the end of the game, the every all the Lions fan left. It was like an empty stadium in the third quarter, and all the Jets fan congregated around the Jets bench in the lower bowl, and they were doing Jets chants, and they just it was honestly the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen from the Lions since I've been like hardcore watching. Oh, I mean, even zero sixteen, somehow, some way, last night I think was more embarrassing. Like that. Oh, boy. That game, to go out there and not only to lose, but to just get absolutely mm-hmm. humiliated yep. on national TV. First Monday night game of the year. It's not like it was week five or six, even that it would be any better. But week one. Week one to a rookie quarterback's first ever start. Youngest quarterback to 21. ever start. Yeah. And I'm not going to knock the guy. Um, I uh, he, he may be good. I mean, that may just be the Lions. He may yeah. be good, but still, you don't let that happen. No. I mean, even – Darnold will be fine, but he's not going to have this showing against any other team. No, unless the, the Jets win the Super Bowl somehow this year. Last night was the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, you can tell – you know, and I want to apologize to all the listeners because I've been building up the Lions on this podcast for so long. I don't, I, I, I'm not going to blame you. I mean, there was so much promise. I, I was calling the Super Bowl. I was calling 13 and – 13 and uh, three, I, I, and you know, cause everything we were doing seemed like a mirror of what the Falcons did years ago and a mirror of what the Rams did, but with a defensive coach, but, uh, our coach doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He looked lost. Our GM really doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And Matt Stafford does not know what the fuck he's doing. Last night. All right. So close friends of mine know that I'm, I've actually been quoted as a Stafford hater. Early on, was not a fan at all. He's actually grown on me. So I'm not a hater, not a lover. I just, I'm all right with the guy. I mean, who are you going to get that's better? But right. last night, 
if I ever see that again, I, I hope they cut. I mean, that was just atrocious. Yeah, I've seen Stafford have bad games because um, he's. I guess he's not. I mean, I've been a Stafford supporter my the whole Staff, Stafford's whole career. Um, my lowest point was um, Caldwell's that season where we started really bad with Caldwell yeah, like one and against and, that oh and five or something. And then that Arizona game, which I had the unfortunate business of attending, where I saw him throw an interception to um, <laughs> a Cardinal that was alone. So right I didn't. In the under- chest. Yeah, didn't understand that. <laughs> but then last night happened, and you know, uh, one Stafford's first interception, I think. Um, like a pass to TJ Jones where Jones kind of fell down. Okay, you know, not a great pass, but Things not happen. not uh, not unforgivable. You know, that's going to happen to everybody. But then those other ones that he was throwing, I don't, I don't know what he was looking at. I don't understand how a ten-year quarterback drafted number one overall that's getting paid top five money in the league can just throw it. Cannot cannot tell the difference between zone and man and just throw it directly to the other fucking team like he's a. Goddamn Sam Darnold should have looked out there. It's like they were completely reversed. Like Stafford yesterday. And did you hear the stuff that they were coming out and saying that they knew everything, all the plays, they were reading them, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a third year player picking up on a a 10 year starter, nine year starter, whatever it is in the NFL and reading them and then stepping up. And I mean, he didn't have to make the play. Stafford threw it right to him. Yeah. I'm at a loss, man. I've, I've, I've had such high expectations for this season. Then the preseason happened. The preseason, the worst preseason I've ever seen. I'm like, okay, maybe it's just preseason, but I should probably temper my expectations. You know, and I didn't even got to talk about it because I've been off the podcast for a month. Yeah. But, you know, then I, so I was, I was uh, considerably worried going into it, but then I'm like, it's the Jets. They're a bad team with a rookie quarterback starting ever on, on Monday night when we're home where we have, a, we should have an energized crowd. Which we did because oh, we got yeah. the first pick six. It was going- Ford Field was like was electric. That place mm-hmm. lights up when that when like they can keep up with the best of them as far as like a noise and crowd and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then um, I don't know what's going on with this organization because I've I've never been more excited than more turned to straight fucking burnt ashes. <laughs> That this season already is after week one, and I know maybe it's a little over dramatic, but uh, is it though? T- well, I mean, technically it is. It's been one game, and yeah. rookie head coach, you know, but it's not at the same time. This I mean, is... we've been around this block more than a, more than enough times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to ask you a question now. Do you think the Lions will see success while the Fords own the team? You know, I don't think that that does shouldn't realistically have an impact. I agree with that. The Lions have tried every way possible to try to win and they just can't. It's just a curse. We got to wait 108 years. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like the I mean I I was born the I think the weekend or the week before the Lions uh, or the the week after the Lions' first pl- or ninety one playoff win. Oh, okay. So they haven't won a playoff since I've been alive. I feel like I have to sacrifice myself yeah. to the fire. You think you have something to do with it? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I'm not. I am not sacrificing myself <laughs> for this fucking no, team. No, absolutely not. We miss you way too much, man. I mean, there's just. A, I mean, it, if the word joke doesn't come to mind, I mean, I don't know what else as far as like that was just a trash product last night. Yeah, and it, it calls in the question, 
what the GM, Bob Quinn, is doing because, you know, he was looking promising, and then all of a sudden, like, Jared Davis just can't play. He had three tackles last night. And That's it. As a linebacker. That, as a middle linebacker. Middle linebacker. That's insane. And the Jets were on the field the whole game. Yep. The whole game. Jared Davis can't cover, can't tackle, can't can't do shit. He's running into blockers. Ashawn <laughs> Robinson being a healthy scratch for the game when he started all 16 games last year. That makes sense. I mean, maybe he's not... Maybe he's not the greatest uh, player, but he's better than whatever the fuck we put out there and doesn't really make sense why he was not <laughs> playing. Not even, like, why isn't he suited up? Right. And then fucking Tease Tabor, not playing really. Um, let's see, who else is out there? Uh, we've already released... Ziggy got hurt again for a little bit. Ziggy got hurt. He was out for the rest of the game with his shoulder, like he always fucking is. Oh, he didn't even come back? I didn't even notice. He, oh, I, he's nope. just never on the field. I don't even pay attention anymore. Yeah. No, nope. Um, Another guy with three tackles. Yeah. Uh, what? Who? Who the fuck else did Bob Quinn's great, great ass draft picks that just uh, all of a sudden suck? Yeah, I don't. I didn't see. I didn't really notice Killebrew in the game. Was he even playing? I. I, I don't know. Because all we're I do. We're starting is... fucking Jamal Agnew at corner out there. You know who we should play on defense? Who? Kenny Galladay. Probably. Yeah, Kenny Galladay did was the one bright spot. Yeah. <laughs> that tackle was a monstrous. That was Cam Chancellor like. Yeah. If you put him at safety, put him in the box, it might be onto something. Yeah, well, fuck it. We should probably lose the rest of our games because this is going to be garbage. Our GM is garbage. We randomly cut Anthony Zettel, someone who had out of nowhere like six and a half sacks for us last year. When our defensive line is the worst, our front seven is horrible. Worst in the league, probably. In the league. I mean, I don't know what Buffalo has. I don't know their roster construction that well. I know they're bad, but I I would probably say that our front seven is the worst. Our our offensive line uh, c- clearly Quinn can't evaluate talent because Wagner sucks. T.J. Lang oh, sucks now. Did you see how many rushing yards we had last night too? What like fifteen or something? I think it was thirty nine yards. Thirty nine yards. Wow. Because we're trying now. Legarrette Blunt, who's a washed up pile of trash. You see negative three. If you were wondering. And hopefully he got hurt because we do not <laughs> need him starting anymore. When oh, we drafted. Man. The young stud, Carrion Johnson, who was the SEC Player of the Year, freak. And if you feed him enough, he's gonna break out. I mean, we don't need to. We don't have to be exactly what the Patriots are. Like no one does that except for the Patriots for a reason. Yeah, because no one is Bill Belichick, and no one else has Tom Brady. No. So you can't just assume that we're going to be like that. And I mean, clearly Matt Patricia does not know how to fucking coach or evaluate talent, and. I know it's I know it's early I know but you can't do that you can't you can't have that terrible of a showing and your players quit on the field and you have the Jets of all teams taking over your stadium and doing Jets chants in Ford Field like something needs to change and something's not going to change maybe that's where the Fords come in where they're, maybe they're not quick enough to uh, change course mid season but I mean Martha Ford did it uh, when they started off bad. With Martin Mayhew uh, and then the, in Caldwell and whatnot, but this isn't working. I don't. I can't see it working, and I feel. I fear that we're stuck with it. I unfortunately, as a Lions fan, I completely agree with you, and it's a sad thing because I think this year a lot of people had a lot higher expectations and maybe even a little bit more optimism than normal. Yep. Like I mean, we have. Like so, you have two seasons in a row, nine and seven. You're you're on the brink. You're essentially in every game you're playing. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of people think that the coach is the difference, right? So you get your guy, you get your X factor, and that should be even another momentum booster coming out at home. We got to play for our guy. And then that happens, you have your guys essentially quit on you. Like, that's not a good sign. Yeah. I mean, the only person that didn't quit was Stafford because he was beat up and abused that game. He He's tough, man. I, like I said, I, I used to think he was soft, but did, his knee injury, I... Mm-hmm. Cringed, yeah. It was disgusting. I thought he was going to be done for not only the game, but potentially the year. That that went completely inward, and he was out there. Another Bob Quinn draft pick just kicking Stafford in the leg because he can't hold his damn block. Oh, man. I Taylor Decker, that is. I, like I said, all these guys, I mean, they were hurt. They were back and forth. We never had our line. That was supposed to be the other fix. That, oh, we got our guys. We got our five in there. But to have, uh, I mean, Theo Riddick obviously isn't going to run the ball much. But, I mean, having and look Garrett Blunt obviously had to find some some kind of success in the past. Granted, he's not great now. But to line up, carry the ball four times, and have negative three yards, there is something wrong with that. You can just trip and fall and get a couple yards in the NFL. Right. And, you know, the, especially on the money we have in the offensive line like that's been bob quinn's main focus has been building this offensive line which is a good focus yeah but clearly he can't evaluate talent or doesn't i don't i don't know i'm at a loss because, or they're not uh improving the talent that they recruit are they not just yeah. doing enough in-house to they're horribly coached um i'm gonna say this right now i mean I, it's a little early to say to fire uh, Matt Patricia, but you got to get rid of Jim Bob Cooter because if if they know what Stafford's doing, and in game you know, one apparently I I heard on the radio today that you could hear on the broadcast Stafford check to a play and then the Jets players start yelling screen 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 and then Stafford doesn't uncheck from the play and just goes in and, and mind blown like what you can't do that as a ten year veteran quarterback it's like okay at some point you guys say like okay they got me mm-hmm. like this is why you check plays this is right. why you have other plays in the in that you just run okay check to a run they obviously know what you're doing and the other thing that really bothered me so you're telling me you had all year long and you go back to last year and you're using the same calls you haven't switched a single thing like the team you're playing week one hasn't been checking up on your film mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty. I thought that was like coaching one on one. Like you should switch some things up once in a while, you know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to miss Jim Caldwell because Jim Caldwell's oh, man. time management and on the field management was was just terrible, and his lack of amb- or lack of risk was unbearable because it's the NFL. You got to be risky sometimes. Oh, absolutely. You can't be purely. You got to be bold, especially but, when you have a quarterback like Stafford who likes to be bold. Look at look at the Eagles. It's paying off. Yeah, for a reason. You know, it it's it sucks being a Lions fan because it's not it's I it feels uncontrollable. I don't I can't like another team. I consider like oh, I should stop liking the Lions and like a different team. I can't. No, it's, it's in your blood. It's in my, it's in blood. my blood. I've been born into it from my cursed father. Damn it. Oh, and then speaking to a general view of Detroit sports. This is the straight-up dark <sighs> days. We have one good thing, if you include college, and it's Michigan basketball. I, and I'm a, I have a Michigan hat on, as you can see. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'll call it like I see it. I mean, do we go on that run one out of ten times? Probably. But, like I said, I mean, it's, uh, it's bad days. We and got the Red Wings rebuilding. 
Yeah. Um, Our captain just left. Did you hear about Stevie Y, though? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a okay, sec. Okay, sorry. Um, Red Wings rebuilding. Pistons in a permanent purgatory because Blake Griffin <laughs> and Andre Drummond are not ever going to beat anybody, especially with the way the league's constructed. They're and, putting in good work, though, man. You following them at all? I mean, I'm. hey, look. You're, are you talking about the, Andre Drummond shooting threes? Yeah, I don't yeah. want to go there. I'm not going <laughs> to jump on that bandwagon, but... And again, I'm a, I'm a piston slappy, but the uh, I, mean, I love the Pistons. But if you get you want to tell me, all right, here's a hypothetical. Okay, let's say Reggie Jackson, Blake Griffin stay healthy the okay. entire season, play every single game. And Drummond, right? Yeah. Well, okay. he doesn't have injury problems. Uh, well, those two do. Knock on wood. Let's say let's say we stay relatively healthy the entire year. Okay. What is our ceiling? Okay, so I'm realistic, but I mean, so. Fifth seed, fourth seed, fifth seed. That's a terrible ceiling. I know, but I mean, (laughs) for where we're at right now, I guess I'll take it. Because at the end of the day, it's like a cliche thing, but you get into the the playoffs, man. I mean, I was never a Blake fan until he came here, so I'm kind of hopping on the wagon. I'll Mm. I'll throw that out there. I'll man up to that. But, I mean, superstars win you can win in the NBA, right? So Well, yeah, that's if you think Blake's a superstar. I know, and I'm maybe using that that term loosely, but I think his caliber, he has the potential to play up to maybe superstar level, but I'll tell you what, one thing that I guess may be different is uh, you know, I follow those guys on Instagram all that stuff. It looks uh-huh. like they're doing a lot more stuff like together. And it may sound silly, but it looks like they're having fun, man. So I mean, if that translates over at all to the court, who knows, you know. You like playing with the guy next to you. It may work. Right. Well, the thing is, you're not going to be any team with Kawhi Leonard. You're not going to no, be right. any team be coached by Brad Stevens. And you're not going to beat Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. That is so our max is the four seed. I, yeah. my, and and that's, a, that's a big if. Oh, I know. I Considering know. we didn't make the playoffs last year. Um, And then that's just the East. You're not going to beat anyone in the West. Like you can no, put you can no. put all eight eight teams in the West. Pistons would lose the series to all of them. That is true, but that's probably the case with all but maybe the three teams you just mentioned in the East. Mm-hmm. So the only way to the only way to get good is to be bad, and that's what that's the true. Pistons are stuck in this purgatory where we're not going to see a championship until everything is blown up. And you know, guess what? The Ford Zone, <laughs> the, the Lions, fucking Tom Gore is a fucking <sighs> Jeff, drunk yes. idiot owns yeah. the Pistons. That guy, man. And we got the Tigers doing it right, rebuilding. It They're just trying. takes forever in baseball. So. They got some good young guys, man. I mean, I I agree. The Tigers are the one team that I think is doing it really right. And I was really years. impressed with Avila, how he traded away all of our pieces right at the end. And we got the first overall pick. Like, that's yeah. what you do. You be competitive for a while. I mean, baseball is easy to be competitive for a while and keep it interesting to keep making money and then just fucking tank it. Yeah. But you don't tank by players not trying. You tank by making the players bad. Yeah, which is... Something you can do in baseball, which is kind of weird, with yeah. the farm systems, right? So you can get below average players and play them just against the great players. So right. So five years from now, we could see the Tigers resurgence, but still, that's five years. And uh, that's a long time. Then we got Michigan State football just lost to Arizona State. Uh, you know they were they were a promising team. They had, had terrible showing against uh, what was it uh, Utah State. Utah State. You know I don't know. This team was supposed to be good. Probably not going to be. We got Michigan football. I mean, I, I know I'm, you're, you're wearing a Michigan hat, but Jim Harbaugh is a joke and hey, look, has I'm... even worse play calling than Jim Caldwell or Matt Patricia or any other coach I've ever seen. He is a piece of garbage, in my opinion. You hurt me a little bit there, but I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, I don't really have a, a leg to stand on there. I mean, I, I'm not going to be the guy to rush him off the, the field just yet, but I mean, and the reason why, I mean, 
even as a, a Michigan State fan, like who are you going to go get as Michigan? Right. I mean, I know obviously this isn't working. I mean, I, I would say anybody. <laughs> yeah, but man, oh man, people forget how bad Brady Hoke's little era was. So, um, like I said, I, I'm not all the way off the bandwagon. I may be moving towards the the back of the the truck, but like I said, I mean, I've been a fan through the Hoke years. Let's Harbaugh see. needs to be like a coach that does everything except for manage games. He's got a. I don't know, and I obviously not on the sidelines, but if he's play calling, he's just got to give it up. Or if he's, or, or, or if he's, even if he's not play calling and he's letting these bogus ass play calls go through his headsets, headset, he, he's, he's not good at it. He needs yeah. to find someone that is. That's that's the thing. I mean, you've got all these guys. His his biggest, I guess, strength is bringing guys who are good at things. Right. I mean, I obviously people may be doing different. Don Brown builds a top three defense almost every other year. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have you're bringing in Florida's old head coach to be a receivers coach. So you're bringing in these guys like. Bringing a guy who can play call. I mean, yeah, you already got them like probably the most expensive coaching staff in the world. So. Add to it. He's got the <laughs> pocketbook. They'll go deep for him, man. I mean, people love Michigan football, so there's not an expense they're not willing to take, but you just got to get the guy. And at this point, I don't even know if he knows who that guy is. Because at this point, like I said, if I'm not going to even that Western game was, if that didn't happen, we, I, me and you might not, I might not be here right now. But <laughs> if Michigan didn't destroy a terrible, right at home (laughs) right but that michigan game against notre dame i i didn't talk i like i was to not show up to that game to have so much hype built around it was just it was just embarrassing we didn't score a touchdown for till a minute left in the game if you didn't have that kick return it would have been even bigger blowout i man i'll tell you but I will say, and it's probably the Michigan fan in me, but Notre Dame may be better than I was expecting him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Brandon Wimbush was horrible. He made a few more plays than I was expecting. Their defense was good, but like I said, I mean, it's easy to have a good defense when your play call is absolutely atrocious. Yeah. I mean, Michigan could have won. Michigan has a talent to win games, but Jim Harbaugh holds them back, in my opinion. I, as much as I'd love to start an argument with you, I can't even. I have I have no basis to argue against you. I mean, when you throw, I mean, if you take it back to this four, what is it, four seasons he's been there, like there's just so many things. Like hit, the rain game at Michigan against State, where he's throwing the ball over and over again when he can't doesn't have a quarterback that can throw, and it's fucking raining. Why don't you just fucking soon, pound the rock over and over? And you had a good running back. You had a not a horrible line at that time. Or or the the trouble with the snap game, like Michigan State doesn't even have a guy back there. And you don't have max protect on. That is true. Oh man, I'm I'm caught in between that game as a Michigan fan because max protect or not, if you catch that ball, if anything in the world happens that doesn't happen just then, you, yeah, you could you have literally just took a knee and won the game. Yeah, right. So like <laughs> that one, I cut a little bit of slack. I mean, obviously, if you bring it in the pressure, whatever may happen. But if you just even just field the ball, if you just catch it and fall on it, like you just said, the game is over or, or third and nine doing a play action play against penn state what the, f- I, the fuck is that i don't know man like no one's said, no one's playing the run in that situation he's, the fuck's wrong with you he's got a lot of questionable things like i said i'm i've been blind but i've also come to realize you got to be realistic with a lot of things yeah i felt the same way about the lions but i feel like my eyes were just opened and i am yeah. i am done saying anything positive about them until Who they knows? can show me we i mean if we we go eight and four this year, and next time I'm on here, we may be having a whole another conversation. But the schedule de- definitely doesn't help us. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you just like, there comes a certain point in time when you just gotta win. 
Like, yeah. I'm I'm sick of the excuses, man. Just go beat somebody for Bottom me. Bottom line, you might beat State. You're not beating Ohio State. We'll Those see guys about are Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin scares me. I do like it. We get it at home. That running back is an absolute workhorse, but. I don't know. I feel like we do play them decently well, but Ohio State, man, those guys are just they're they're freaks down there. And then we get to Michigan State basketball has been constantly underperforming in the recent years. Um Tom Izzo's uh hailed as one of the best coaches, but I I mean, I haven't been the biggest NCAA fan until recently and I don't I don't know what people are talking about. So, whatever. I guess we'll <laughs> give him his street cred, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, too, not to just start coming at you now because you came in my Wolverines, but, I mean, that guy, talk about, I wouldn't say overrated because he's definitely earned his uh, his keep there, but, I mean, he hasn't done a whole lot, really. I, I think it's, honestly, it's time to move on. Like, I, I mean, what was it, 2000 he won? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's 18 fucking years ago. I, I mean, that's, I mean, I, I didn't want to, yeah, that's tough. I mean, at, at some point, you got to start saying, what have you done for me now? Right? I mean, people, and rightfully so, can be calling for Harbaugh's head after four, but I mean, if you haven't won anything, and, and granted, they're relevant and things like that, so I'll give them that, and it's definitely, that may be the hardest tournament to win, just on pure. Yeah. I wouldn't say luck, right? But you can just run into so many things. But to have some of the teams that he's had and lose to some of the people that he's lost with is not not exciting if you're a state fan. And then that leaves the one bright spot, as in John Beeline's coaching Michigan basketball. In all of Detroit sports, if we're lucky enough to include the college sports, it is Michigan basketball who is consistently good and consist- consistently overperforms. Since 2012, he's doing some cool things. He's getting some guys. He's kind of doing – what maybe Mark D'Antonio did at state, right? He's taking some guys who weren't all highly recruited and mm. he's turning them into some superstars. So besides that, it's the dark days before we move on. Stevie Y just retired as GM of the lightning. Maybe he comes to Is Detroit. He coming back. I would need your prediction. I mean, I would say probably, I mean, it's too early to say that because Ken Holland still has, or just got re-signed, That's, I, it, but it is a perplexing move. It's, Makes me wonder if there's some personal things going on in his life. He's, Maybe he's coming to coach the fucking Lions. <laughs> I call him up. We may need him because honestly, I would trust Steve Eisenman over Bob Quinn to run the, run this team. Oh yeah, he'll fi- he'll figure it. Out. He'll figure it out. He's a winner. That would be. He said he's coming home. Did he? He, he specific. I I mean, well, I guess I can't say specific. not today, right? Yeah, no. I mean, he so he didn't say he's coming to the Lions, but apparently from a source on the, online, oh, which wow. is always true. <laughs> Uh, he said to the Lightning players that he's going to Detroit, just heading home. Really? Yeah, but so yeah, not to the Wings or anything, but he just said, "I'm going home. I'm going to back to Detroit. Going to Michigan." Oh, okay. So, like <laughs> I said, everything on the internet is true, so I have to believe it. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it, it'd be cool. It'd be uh, something to to look forward to, as far as maybe Gosh. some hope if something happened. But like I said, that may be way. That'd be one twinkle. Something. Beer number two. Entertainment. Fuck the Lions, fuck Detroit sports. I'm sad that I'm a sports fan. I want to burn all my clothes. Like Nike? Not Nike. I'm into that shit. <laughs> Me too. I got it. <laughs> hey, anybody listening, if you're on the fence about burning anything and still may burn anything, I'll take it. Want to burn that joint, though? Come on, boy. Yeah, but yeah, you can bring that and your Nike stuff. Bring that over to the studio. <laughs> anything you got. just That's crazy to me. Anyways, on to entertainment, and why don't we start with the depressing news. Mac Miller has passed away. Man, hit me in the soft spot. Now, Jordan, I was not a Mac Miller fan because I'm not a rap fan. That's okay. I watched a few of his videos. There was one where it was like, 
interlaced with the videos of him as a kid and boy did that yeah man that was sad <laughs> yeah just even if his music really didn't mean anything to you man he was just oh man he just made such cool music he just like he was such a cool person he could do he was very very creative he could do a lot more things than people could see right you could see that video probably I mean, he could play the piano but yeah that was uh i've i've never really could think of a time like as a, a celebrity passing right i mean it sucks you never wish that on anybody but mm. at the end of the day my life doesn't generally change or stop right but when i saw that when i heard that i got like i got a couple texts right at once and then a buddy i was with actually got an alert on his phone and man it like it hurt like it, you just yeah. kind of stop and i mean he's uh probably right in between our age i mean he was 26 right yeah he was he's, I mean, I'll be 26 in December, so I mean, he... I'm he, 27, so yeah. That's, and that was like, there's a, I mean, it's sad because he was so young, and I mean, I don't know what do you want to call it, depression, mental illness, addiction, whatever you want to call it, but it's a sad thing, man. It's taken a lot of people. Yeah, Um. so he overdosed, or was it on heroin? I don't know. Uh, I was actually looking into it today to kind of kind of see what was up, but... They ran some tests. They didn't say officially, at least to what I read. Mm. Um, they were running a few more things. But, I mean, he talked about it, man. He was pretty open in his music about it, which is kind of sad in a way. Yeah. But he was real big into pills, man. So, it... Uh, yeah, uh, I lost a friend last year to heroin. So, I mean, I get it. And, I mean, I, I, I think I get it more than most. Uh, addiction fucking is tough. And uh-huh. uh, some people just can't get out of it like even with all the help like it's it's a it's a flat out disease shoot your local heroin dealer if you're listening because whether it's prescription pills just leads you into it but it's a scary yeah, thing yeah yeah why don't we why don't we chill out on the heroin dealer talk and let's talk big pharma if we want to know yeah all this true shit. true man because i mean that one may have a, a lot bigger battle but Whoever's, whoever's lacing shit with fentanyl is probably... I, 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 I would, is I'd be scary. willing to bet that fentanyl was involved in his death. I would absolutely agree with that. I'd be not I'd, allegedly a betting man, but I would put that he was something with fentanyl because, again, it was online, so it had to be true. But I was looking, I mean, <laughs> the most microscopic dope of it, like dose of that stuff yeah, is just deadly. It's just... it. It's stronger than um, heroin, which is... It's cause it's synthetic heroin, and it's why... It's why uh, users like it because the high is much better but uh that makes it that much more dangerous right because it can just stop your heart and and then you're chasing it right and you know it's like people are afraid to call for help because of how legal the substance is yeah and that stigma man i mean there's a lot of uh, unfortunate stigmas and a lot of aspects but like that's a big one man it's as far as like reaching out i mean that takes like a, a lot of bravery it takes a lot out of somebody to do and I respect people do because, like I said, I mean, to like that's a big, a big moment I can imagine in somebody's life. You know, coming to somebody or coming to people and asking for help and something like that. Mm. So, I don't know, man. I wish there was uh, there was more you could do. Like you said, big farm is until you stop those guys. I don't think anything's really going to change. But I mean, I know some states are uh, trying to pass legislation now to have like uh, uh, injection injection sites where like nurses like help you inject like heroin and shit it's really? controversial but because you know heroin's illegal and it'd be like state 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 sh- sanctioned drug use but 
uh, th- there's one fact you can't dispute in that, and that's that it will save lives. I'm, I'm, hopefully I don't catch a bunch of slack for this, but I'm not opposed to that that mm-hmm. idea. I mean, I'm not at all. I mean, I think almost, I'm, I'm almost on the verge of all drugs should be legal. Because, I'm 100% with you. You know, I mean, I don't really like the idea of going to jail. I mean, especially, they de- all, all drugs should not carry the weight that they do for offenses. No, no absolutely Because not. of the fact that addiction is real and hard to control like you can't just go put people to jail for something they can't control like that's crazy that's the worst way to deal with it it's it, i mean come i mean i have an addictive personality myself so that's i mean one thing i could tell you like i barely like to take tylenol because who knows right i mean oh. like there's a i mean i can almost guarantee again i'd be willing to bet that if you went to every person who has some sort of substance or drug abuse problem right now drug abuse mm-hmm. problem and you say like hey is this is what you wanted to do or is it, this was your plan Who's, who's going to say yeah to that question? This is nobody's ever planned. Nobody ever starts like, yeah, I want to be addicted to drugs. So, right. I don't know. I, I'm a big believer in everything should be legal. And I don't, I, the most I've done, I like to smoke weed. Right. So, right. I mean, as far as like just making them legal, I mean, you can have those centers, you can have people responsibly try to overcome their addiction mm-hmm. right instead of just locking people up and then throwing them back out on the streets so right you know and a big thing with addiction is like there's like just this one program that you go to to do it like a 12-step program which has a lot of religious connotations towards it and it is not even medically proven like to even work like and everyone fights off addiction in different ways. So yeah, like, that works different. for some people, but right. it cannot be the only way. No, that, it's not that's crazy way. to me. I didn't even know that. I mean, that, I, I mean, if you think about something as complex as somebody having an addiction to some sort of substance, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you said, there's no two scenarios in that that are the same. I feel out of every situation, everything's got to be somewhat different that led somebody to do something or get involved in that or whatever it may be. So to have one pro like one program and say, "Hey, look, this is gonna fix everybody." Yeah, it's, it's, it's just silly. It's bonkers. It's stupid idiot it's crazy. shit, and it's just people taking advantage advantage of people. Just like, just like uh, you know, people think taxing cigarettes is gonna make people not smoke cigarettes. Yeah. In reality, that is just taxing poor people. You're just taxing poor people, and honestly, you could put cigarettes at fifteen dollars a pack. People would still buy them. Right. You know, and you know who's not gonna buy them, or who it's not gonna affect if they smoke cigarettes is rich people because it's not gonna matter to them. Right. That amount of money and. And, uh, you know, rich people, people, I, I think probably people who don't smoke cigarettes tend to get farther in life because they never, they don't have that addiction personality and they are able to overcome that. But that's a whole different subject. Let's get back to Mac yeah, Miller. Yeah, I apologize. apologize. Um, oh, no worries. It needed to be talked about. Um, Mac Miller. He's a big influence. He, was he from Detroit? No, he's from Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. So not I, thought Midwest, from, but... I thought he was from Michigan for some reason. No, no. Um, that's a different white rapper. Yeah, Eminem, but... Did you hear he's in the news recently too, but yeah, they talked about it on the KJ radio last yeah, week. Yeah, I heard about it. So, <laughs> but no, Mac Miller. I mean, it was kind of crazy because it was the first person where like it sounds stupid, right? But it was like almost like somebody you knew died, right? Like, so he mm-hmm. dropped the Kids album, which you may not know about, but that was like his big debut album in 2010. Okay, and going into my talk about it was about this time, the new year. He just dropped Kids. And through that, my senior year, and then probably the year after, man, then he started dropping, you know, Macadelic, Good AM. Like, I mean, I could go on and on. I mean, he's, he, like, I could just play 50 songs right now. Maybe not 50, maybe even 50 that just all have some kind of meaning or riding around in the car, listening to it with the boys or whatever it may be. But he was, uh, he was a cool dude, man. He was just like a, he seemed like a normal guy. 
he didn't rap about like killing people and yeah. you know he's rapped about having a good ass time partying with your friends mm-hmm. getting fucked up and apparently drug use and drug use that was towards the later end man he was uh it was kind of creepy he had a, an interview back in like 2012 and he was uh man he this is sad man so he was saying that uh he, like the the like the least way he wanted to die was a, a drug overdose he said like that's the corniest thing you could do to like be on drugs and where you end up overdosing and then you fast forward six years you know he's had a couple of songs he's got a song talking about like i know i got a problem you know hopefully they don't gotta tell my mom i'm dead and it's like you think back now and you're like holy shit right yeah deep shit yeah man he just was putting in his music and like i said it's something where you don't know hopefully people you know if people reached out more or he didn't reach out to people enough, but who knows, man? It's tough. That's a, it's a scary thing. Yeah, um, that's exactly like because you know being someone in the situation of watching uh, one of my best friends uh, die from an overdose, like you know, there's things you can do, and like you, no one, you don't know what the fuck to do. Like I thought yeah. I knew everything that my friend needed to do to get off his stuff and to be better, and every, it seemed like everything I advised that he tried made it worse and it's crazy because you don't i'm not a professional i don't fucking know how to do this no and professionals aren't really you, you know they're not in, i don't think that it's like i don't know i don't know i don't know if the professionals are not given enough freedom to let it work the way they think it should or just access to all the shit like therapy and whatnot it's, just, it's also super fucking expensive because we yeah. live in a fucking capital america <laughs> and people that are doing drugs are probably not going to a steady job no, right. So they don't have income to go see a therapist or go talk to somebody about what's going on. Right. And then, I mean, Mac Miller, I'm sure he wasn't short on money. But, right. you know, per- own personal personal demons and whatnot. And, you know, being someone that's like that kind of a pedigree of fame, people aren't are going to be afraid to tell you what you don't want to hear. Oh, yeah. And the other thing, too, man, I mean, deep down, everybody always wants to be the guy like, oh, I don't care what nobody thinks about me. But, like, I think that's a big fear. A lot of people is being judged. Right. And yeah. He, on that level that he's at where he has millions of people who and not only can judge him but they can judge him at an instant right they just pull up their phone oh fuck you you're a fucking loser right your music right. sucks mm-hmm. right like oh to be a millennial so great it's crazy isn't it that you could just fucking talk shit across the world man Imagine it's crazy you, either of either me or you get famous we're just gonna start instantly getting a bunch of shit all over twitter for nobody knows nothing. they hate me right and it, that's just <laughs> Man, that's crazy to me. That right there, like, technology is so awesome. And I'm we're going off a tangent, but technology is so awesome. But that factor of it is like terrifying to me. I mean, this act, this this relates perfectly with it because he was dating Ariana Grande, right? Yeah. That's am I saying her name right? Uh, I mean, that's how I'd say it. So I'd yeah, Ariana <laughs> sound, Grande. That sounds a little racist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sounds good to me. I'm not her biggest fan, but but she's uh. She's a musician, right? I don't. Yeah. I really don't know. I'm, I I'm so out of the loop with like hip hop and whatnot. And she's pretty successful too. If I'm dating Pete Davidson, I know that, or that, engaged to Pete Davidson. Yeah, I mean, I, that guy's a funny, funny motherfucker. But that's funny looking motherfucker. He, <laughs> did you see the one video? He looked like he was just on every drug possible the other day in that picture. But mm. I feel bad. Hopefully, he doesn't have something wrong with him. But yeah, he looked. She likes him bad, huh? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, ha- hopefully she's happy. But man, she. Uh, did you by chance see the picture she posted of Mac? No. Oh man, that was uh, pretty gut wrenching. It was just a picture of like him looking up at her and didn't say anything. And it's just like, man, to be in her situation. And it, yeah, with I mean, all I've been seeing on Twitter is people like saying, "Don't shame Ariana for 
if people are doing that, man, fuck you. Like, right. Which brings it to like, people are, I'm sure. I know. Are. Absolutely. hundred percent. They are. And if you are doing that, fuck you. Cause she, she broke up with him. I think cause of his drug use, yeah. I think oh, yeah. was probably the reason she did a couple of interviews talking about, you know, how she tried to help him, how she tried to do this and that. And at some point, like you said, I mean, somebody can only be helped as much as they want to be helped. So at some point she's got to move on with her life too. Is you know, fucked yeah. up as it may sound, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's uh, it's got to be a horrible situation for her because then you, you like you have this guy that you know they're not dating now, but apparently I'm guessing you know she loved and this and that. You had mm. long relationship with, then he kills himself or overdoses. Well, however, you, sorry. And then you go online and you have strangers with an egg emoji saying this is your fault, and you're yeah. a, what, she's 23, 24 years old. Yeah. Oh man, people are we're so she's old. a we're. <laughs> oh man that's a whole other cop topic of conversation <laughs> but no it's uh it's sad man like you said it uh of all things if you look at it in a light hopefully it starts bringing some more light to the stigmas right you know yeah and the, the thing is if you have someone going through this in your life and you're like wondering what to do i mean you have to seek a like a professional or and and that i, I don't know i've i, I I don't know, and no one knows what to do. Like, so don't, no. don't pretend like you know the answer. Don't even pretend like a doctor knows the answer unless they're an addiction specialist. Right, and even that person. I mean, like, like you said, everything's different, man. They may not know. It might take some time. Like in rehab places are just there to take your fucking money. You yeah. know, some, some, and some of them I'm sure are great. Not sh- shitting on all of them, but... A lot of them more so. Like everything right. in the world. Like just... watch, watch... Uh, the. You ever watch Last Week Tonight with John Oliver? No, I have not. It's a... Uh, it's a show on HBO. It's just, it's kind of like the daily show, but oh, okay. with John Oliver and, um, they do like investigative reporting in a com- comedic way. They have one on like uh, rehab centers and it's just like, these people are so fucking rich off people hurting and yeah. you know, they don't fucking know what they're doing. They're just, they don't even keep tabs on people. No, they're it's, out of the country club. It's, it's insanity. The, you know, that's, that's the other, that's the other edge of the sword with uh social media and whatnot is we're, and internet and culture and whatnot we're we know everything now so everything, everything. is coming to light especially with like because you know podcasts are a thing now i think that's a big big aspect of it for me at least yeah. like we're not just watching everything on tv and what these like four things that own everything anyone can have a podcast and i can listen to content from everywhere yeah you know about anything mm-hmm. i mean dude i mean there's people they're like the bitcoin i've listened to i've listened to podcasts on ai big big fan of joe rogan so i mean that's where i mean i pretty much just listen to podcasts when i drive now i mean i don't even listen to music radio it yeah. sounds bad because i mean obviously who you're getting your information from but that's a lot of like my news and where i you know i'm that's picking up a lot of things all of my news because where else are you getting it yeah, well the only other places last week tonight but <laughs> well, there you go but even that i mean that's on hbo it's not like it's you however whatever you watch whatever you like there's certain agendas that people have that they're trying to push across. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Fox News is just fucking. They have an agenda from up top, and they're just. It's crazy. It's clickbait, man. Clickbait. People they're just not want fact based news. No, it's just clickbait. It's how fast can I get however many people to click on this? No, well, Fox News is just like how quick can I get the president to react to this because I know he's watching. <laughs> yeah, but we'll, we'll save that for the next year. But um, you know. So you listen to a bunch of podcasts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what are some you like? Uh, so, I mean, I've listened to almost every Joe Rogan podcast that he's had. Okay. He's Did you listen like, to Elon Musk? Oh, like three times already. I just listened to that uh, the like other it? day. 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, I feel like my opinion on Elon Musk has definitely changed because he sounds, in a good or bad way, in a ba- in a worse way. Okay, he said, uh, f- okay, I'll let you go. Why? Uh, he just, I don't know. I thought he was going to be some char- charismatic, like, um, fun, out there, fun, fun guy. Like, uh, he, I guess he didn't. He seemed smart, but he seemed slow in a way. I guess he's probably being calculated. I'll tell you the, what you just said is a hundred percent. So. At first, I was like, well, this guy nervous? Like, but it's like, no, he's not. He just, so this was one of the first ones. I usually just listen to him. Mm. But with this guy, like I, Elon Musk and Joe Rogan, like those two guys, man, and then you get them together like that, I was in heaven. So when he came on, I actually watched the podcast. And as you watch him, like you can see he's just not, but then you look and he is like calculating. It's just like, and then you start thinking, what's going on in that, that guy's mind? Yeah. What are bouncing around in his head? Right. And... I will say that I was somewhat disappointed that he wasn't a little bit more outgoing and charismatic because, mm. I mean, I guess that's just what I would like to see. But hearing how somebody like that thinks and hearing some of the ideas and things like that are uh, are pretty crazy. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't say that my opinion of him is like, it, it's pretty much unchanged. Just my, uh, this imaginary character I built in my head he almost seems like a superhero. It's like a superhero. You just think yeah. he would be like charismatic. Oh, he, funny. this guy could be an evil villain. You know, <laughs> he might be. Rogan talks about it, man. He might be a robot or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I believe in that all that simulation shit. I think that's pretty true. It's look, man. I mean, the world's a crazy place, and so you, I think I heard this on Joe Rogan before, but they were talking about. They were kind of getting into it with Elon Musk, but on an earlier podcast, I believe they said something like, if you believe that in the future we'll be able to make a simulation that is indistinguishable from real life, oh yeah, yeah, then we're, the chances that we're already in a simulation uh-huh. are inf- infinitesimal. Yeah, like, and that's what he says. He's like, so, I mean, man, that's crazy to think about. You're going to get me all, you're going to get me going. So if you really think about that, because he even says he's like, you know, the simulation that you're being built is already better than the reality you would be in mm. do you so you right now yeah. you think we're in a simulation uh rogan's a yeah, big believer in that he that's like so. what he thinks i mean it seems everything seems i don't know so let me trip you out on I this one no but so yeah i let would me, say i would lean towards yes okay let me because i'm not disagreeing or agreeing with you but mm-hmm. let me ask you this question if we're in a simulation right as in you and i mm-hmm are you in mine or or am I in your simulation or just we're coexisting? I would, I would, I would guess coexisting. Like we're all well, in a simulation. So I would say it'd be impossible for you to be in mine. Um, but okay. you can't independently verify that because the only thing I know is that I am experiencing this. I don't know that you are, you could right. be in simulation and you don't know. Well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have consciousness that I have right now. Right. So, um, but you can't you, you can't independently verify mine either. True. So the only the only thing is that I I think that um, the answer is has to be you're in your own simulation for everybody because or unless we're coexisting in it, which is what I hope to whatever fucking every <laughs> and I don't know I hope to a giant computer that <laughs> yeah. is true because. You know, it's just like a video game. People are coexisting in those. I think that's it's what like, it's most likely like. I haven't seen it, but the uh, comparison I've heard is like the Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually seen it myself. God, what a fucking terrible movie. But Really? <laughs> is the concept good, though? I mean, I don't even... 
I mean, it 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 could have been better. Really, <laughs> for like the idea of it. Yeah, I mean, the idea itself, like the virtual reality thing, has so so much potential, but just the execution of certain. I mean, vis- visually, cinematically, perfect movie. But okay, got some stupid story plot points. Really? I did a podcast on it earlier. Just there's some so silly things. <laughs> well, see that that sucks, especially when you have a good idea or concept like that too. Right. Yeah. You could have made that great. Oh, it was based off a book too. Oh, really? But the book actually wasn't wasn't well regarded. I don't believe. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, that's essentially what's what the future is. I think like simulations are coming. They're going to come faster than we expect. I believe. And from listening to him, are you, well? I guess I could ask you: Are you concerned at all about AI? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I might be too late, not to be doomsday. But. Right. Yeah. I mean. I also I don't really give a shit because humans are fucking evil and they're oh, yeah. terrible. Like, I just hope that they maybe I'm an AI that's coming to kill all y'all. Just don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it, it's it's cool. It's like uh, so. Think about this. So uh, my freshman year of high school, uh-huh. I I could be wrong. I do not think the first generation iPhone was out. Yeah, that happened my senior year. Okay. And you were so I was probably a what sophomore. What year? Are you 2012. 11. 11? Yeah. Okay, I'm 2009, so... So my sophomore year. So my freshman yep. year, there was no iPhone. My senior year, I think they had the second or third generation iPhone. So the reason I bring that up is, so you have these virtual reality games, headsets, all this cool stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I have not actually used one really to a full extent, at least not like a very good one. But think about where that's going to be in 10 years. Oh, yeah. The pace of technology is just mind-boggling. That. It's crazy. Like, I mean, it's going to go, it's going to go in ways where we don't predict, like people are, you can like look at sci-fi movies to see where people think things are going and they don't go that way. No, no, we have no idea or else we would, I guess we would be doing things to prevent it, but who, I mean, yeah, no, that's kind of what he said at, at some point, we're just going to be out of uh, control and it's going to be all in the technology's hands and yeah, I mean, we'll I think it's crossed. inevitable that it's going to be weaponized. If you, if you watch Black Mirror. I've watched a couple episodes. I'm not actually as caught up, but I've seen a couple of freaky ones. I've, are you referring to the one where they put that thing in, in my boy's neck? No, no. That was fucking messed up. Um, Wait. So they put something in like his neck. He signed up for some money. He was like backpacking oh. around and he went to like some the like, castle. One? Yeah. Yeah. That so was great. Play test. That, I mean, that's not far off, right? I mean... It may be, but is that something that? No, no. Um, if you if you go home tonight and you have the, the staying up power to watch one, Actually. watch because uh, you can watch anyone. You know that. Right? Yeah, yeah. You just flip around. Right? Yeah. Watch... I actually was told to watch that playtest one. That was the one you're talking about, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Watch on um, Metalhead. I think. Metalhead. It's the black and white one. Okay. But that'll freak you the fuck out about. Uh... Can I get? Can I get like some kind of hint? Or are I just going blind? Oh yeah, no. Um, so it takes place in a. It doesn't give you much context. Post-apocalyptic world, mm. people are just scavenging around, and then there's these robot dogs that chase and kill you. Why? Doesn't, well, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't say. It so does, just, doesn't matter because they just do. It doesn't matter. That is true. So if that ever happens, it doesn't matter. But so you just they just somebody made robot dogs to kill everybody. That doesn't say. But did the, the robots they, make the robot dogs? It doesn't say, man. You just have to. You got to watch. All it's right, it's all basically right. just a story of how. Like, cause that's the thing with AI. It's like, it could just come and do and whatever it's on its own agenda. It doesn't have to tell you shit. Nope. And like, let's hope they do though. Did you hear that story about like, uh, I, someone made these computers that were like, you trying to program them to talk to each other and understand like each other. 
and it just it started happening so fast they invented their own language are you talking about facebook it might have been facebook Facebook, yeah dude they had to shut it down they were creating a language Mm -hmm. we couldn't understand yeah which is wild it's wild to pace these things once they figure out quantum computing which i don't know if they have yet and I'm not going to try to explain to you quantum <laughs> physics because it's it involves something being at some place in the same time because it's not distinguishable unless you're observing it. Okay. Meaning, because to observe something, I think photons have to interact with it. Right, like light. Like if we turned everything off in this room, yeah, we may not know if anything exists. Like Schrodinger's cat. Like there's a cat in a box. It's either alive or dead, but it's not. It's it's at. It's both until you observe it. Right. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if we shut the light off, it was pitch black. I mean, I don't know you're here. You don't know I'm here until. We're either making out or not making out. No one's going to know until the lights are turned on. <laughs> well, that is very true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, other entertainment things that I did want to talk about. Um, what are you watching? Uh, well, before we get to that. Okay. Uh, I didn't tell you about this pre- pre-show. But, okay. Uh, you you know the band Pan- Paramore? Uh, I'm familiar, but hopefully I don't get you mad. I'm not the biggest fan. Yeah, me, me neither. They're okay. like one of my guilty pre- pleasures. Okay. Because uh, I mean, there's my guilty pleasures are all like terrible music I used to listen to in high school. <laughs> That's okay though. It has meaning to you, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, their song "Misery Business," um, which is one of their most famous songs, they they just announced in a concert that they're gonna stop playing. Oh. Because it's like it's a song about slut shaming like she's slut shaming some other girl oh which um reflects the times we are in in regards to the me too movement and whatnot and i think it's it's sad to see a great song go but it's totally respectable for paramore to do that yeah when other bands aren't gonna do that did they decide on their own yeah oh, okay that's mm-hmm. cool they just told people at a concert i don't no one was even calling for it at all they just really? they just said this is the last time we're gonna play this song hmm. i mean um, i wouldn't have anything to play at his concerts then yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck eminem man i was listening to kj radio last week and uh yeah i agree he's overrated because i don't like him so <laughs> that's fair i mean i'm a i'm a big fan but only i guess probably because the product of the environment growing up in the time frame so i think he's just to me oh man i have a hard i don't want to get into this debate but i have a hard time I got a couple of top five, so I don't want to get into it. Do you think every me. one of his songs sound the same like after a certain point? Yes, which is why I do not like. But I, I hate to discredit him because of how much I liked his early stuff. Yeah. You know? I mean, I remember watching what the, whatever the fucking stand-up, real Slim Shady shit. Yeah. I, was, I remember watching that and getting really into that. He, but that's like so different than what he does now, I think. I mean, I did not listen to any of this new album, but like. Everything else is just him screaming, right? Just yeah, like, this one was, uh, I will say I was oddly impressed. Like I said, the whole album wasn't the best thing I've ever heard. There was a few songs where I was like, wow, this is like semi-old Eminem. Mm-hmm. But like I said, then you get to a point where it's just, yeah, it's kind of the same. It's like, man, I just, and it sucks because I can't hold it to the guy like, hey, give me your old stuff. Because the old stuff was like numerically with how many albums he sold was the, the best ever. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like he's in kind of like of a, a bad spot. But, I mean, like you said, you're a victim of your own success sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, you got to keep taking, like, I, I think that the music, because the music I like is, like, you know, all rock and roll based, but mostly alternative and, like, indie stuff. But, like, some of my favorite bands, like um, Arctic Monkeys, their new album, they took a big-ass risk on it, and I hated it at first. But now I really like it because really? you have to listen to it for a little bit and understand the style. Especially when they... You, because some of the bands I've been really into, having going away from choruses, 
and it's really hard to get like none of those songs are ever going to be on the radio because there's not a chorus which makes it not catchy right like you have to listen and understand it. it's almost like it's almost like jazz music in a way where it's always building and always changing not coming back to certain things but right. have still having a same theme along the whole way which is tough to just listen to it you, you can't give up on it you have to dive in and muscle through the unknowing to learn what it's about and once you do you're enlightened in a way that's uh like like for example this arctic monkeys album my favorite one of their albums and at first i i shit on it on this podcast really <laughs> yeah but opinions can change you can't oh, be yeah. afraid to change opinions. no no absolutely not that's one thing that uh i've learned a lot man you got to be open-minded even like you said something even as simple as music right like mm-hmm. And that maybe even could be said for something about them, right? Like, if you really got actually in tune and listen in, maybe they did something right. Maybe no, they, they did. The I saw them in concert. Best show I've ever seen. Really? Um, this guy has the stage presence of Mick Jagger. Uh-oh. Fucking. It's a bold statement. Yeah, it is. And you, should, good, you, huh? should, you should see them. Like, and, and even if you've never heard them, just watch this guy on stage. Alex really? Turner. Uh, my girlfriend. That's my girlfriend's favorite band. You've adopted them? Um, yeah. Fear number three. How the president grabbed me. The president grabbed us all and fucking threw us to the ground. Boy, is this guy terrible. But uh, let's see. I always forget what I wanted to talk about with politics. Oh, 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 okay. Starting off. Uh oh. Started off. Uh, um, you know what today is? I do. It's a sad day. 9 11, baby. 17 years 17 years which is insane like crazy i read something so and it's either like this year or last year 9-11 will now be taught in in schools as a uh like a like history like a past thing for kids who have been born now since like post 9-11 wow it's a historical event oh yeah i mean for sure i mean it it probably should have already been taught if it wasn't yeah that's true that's true but it's weird to think that it's a uh like kids in society not even like kids like some i mean because you figure 17 year old kid you're you know you weren't even around when that happened 16 year olds yeah we were you so i was in fifth grade which would have made you in third yeah yeah do you remember that day absolutely i was one i thought my mom didn't love me because i was one of like six kids left in class man (laughs) i remember it vividly that was one thing i've actually talked about that with people like uh actually in eighth grade uh shout out miss hubacher and her eight cups of coffee a day she actually said there's a few things in life that you'll always remember where you're at and she named like jfk and things like that for herself and she said like 9 11 you'll always remember where you're at and i always have this is perfect that you said that because this is something i want to talk about about this okay those things are called uh flashpoint memories how about that i didn't even know you were gonna say that (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but they're like where a big global event happens and you like remember like you swear you remember everything about that day yeah now um are you telling me I don't? I'm telling you, you probably don't. Okay. Lay it um, on me. So you listen to podcasts. You listen to Revisionist History by Malcolm Gladwell? I do not. You should. It's okay. really good. Um, you have to not, text me that because I'll forget, but I want to listen to it. Okay. So they were doing this episode on memory. So you remember the guy from fucking, uh, like one of the news channels, like his name was Brian something. He was like, he like said he was in a helicopter crash that didn't actually crash. No, no. I didn't hear about it. It was around here? No, it was oh, okay. it was like a national news guy. Oh, okay. I, for, I forget his name. Try to look it up real quick. But um, so the big thing was he said he was in this uh, helicopter crash. Crash. Hold on. 
Um, and, and like he, he keeps telling this story over and over again to people. But then Brian Williams, that's his name. Okay. Um, but he wasn't actually in a helicopter crash. He really, and he was like selling it as a big story, and he, he had to. Uh, so he knowingly like made it up. Or like that's okay. The thing. Sorry, I'm sorry. I that's could, the thing. Yeah. No, no, that's that, that's what everyone thinks. Like okay. they think he made it up to get fame and to keep keep uh, you know you keep his keep reporting. Relevant. Yeah, you know? because he was there. Okay, but he was in a different helicopter following that one. But he reported on it so much. You know whatnot, and like people are saying, like, okay, he just this guy is an asshole. He just made it up. He got fired for it and whatever. And he eventually like apologized for it and said like his ego took over and he just made up this memory or whatnot. But Malcolm Gladwell makes the argument that he didn't intentionally do that and it was just coaxed over because um, there's a study that's that happened with nine eleven. Which is brings us back to nine eleven, where everyone writes everyone that was in nine eleven because everyone like you said you yeah. swear you know where you were when you yeah. found out what everything happens. Yeah, they wrote it down. They wrote down their memories. Next year, wrote down them down again, and kept going. And they changed so much. And they even really? look at they look back at their old writings, and they dispute them and say that's not. I don't know why I wrote that because that's not what happened. No way. Because memory is infallible, and memory changes, and that. Yeah. That, that I mean, honestly, me even saying this shit shivers down my spine. I just got the chills because it's true. Like, if you compare memories with your friends to certain events, I'm sure that they're going to be a little different. Yeah. But big flashpoint ones, the memories that you know, like you you think you know for sure that's how it happened, aren't like that's crazy. So either you're misremembering, which you is probably mind. most likely. Or something is changing in the past. You know, we can go into crazy Mandela theories, <laughs> but that's for another podcast. <laughs> All right, next time. But no, man, that and I've actually heard some things where there's another guy Rogan had on. He had a mentalist, and that's one thing he plays off. He does all these like big shows, events. He's been doing it for a long time, and he plays off people's memory. And I guess I never thought of it, but he's as he goes on and performs these tricks. I'm gonna probably butcher, it, but he just does it along the lines of where like he he can like manipulate people's memory and what they think they remember him doing mm. and then next thing you know he has their watch or something like so that's crazy man i mean the human mind the subconscious like i mean that just blew my mind i didn't know that now i feel like i don't remember anything so let's uh let's tell our uh 9-11 stories okay and we'll have a we'll have it on record okay i like that and we'll see if we can remember them maybe we'll have you on every 9-11 and we'll see what goes on a little anniversary okay yeah so Hopefully this is detailed enough. I was in third grade, Nankin Mill. Shout out to Nankin. No longer standing, but get as detailed as you can. As detailed as I can. So I sat in the back of the classroom, all okay. the way in the back, uh, almost dead middle. Okay, and I remember getting to class. Everything was just fine. Like everything was good. And then class was going on. Next thing I remember, three people at once just, like, they were like, hey, come, like, leave. I mean, I don't remember if somebody came to get them or but I remember just three people out of nowhere got up and left. And you just think, like, oh, that's weird. And then next thing I know, I mean, you're sitting there looking around, and then it'd be another person, and then another person, and another person. They were just leaving, right? And then the, the freakiest part as a third grader, I don't even know how old you are, what, eight or nine? I was, so 2001, I was nine, nine years old, turning nine. Okay. 
and uh, all these kids are leaving class and nobody's coming back, right? So it's like, oh man, well why am I, why am I still here? You know, we went through class. The do the thing I do remember though is how like frantic my teacher was, and she kept going in and out of the class, in and out of the class, in and out of the class. Like we didn't do anything. For, and obviously, like I said from what I remember, we didn't do anything. It was just in and out. It was kind of just a bunch of like just like almost like a weird stillness. And then next thing I know, I used to go to like that after school, like you'd hang out there for a little bit and then my mom would come pick me and my brother. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. There you go. So we went there and we usually were one of the last ones picked up. My mom worked in Ann Arbor. She would drive through and she'd usually get us like five or whatever Mm o'clock. And she was there at like four. Like we were right away. She was like waiting for us. And she was like, I remember getting in the car. She had an old like soccer mom van a blue one and we get in and she's almost like frantically crying right and we're like what the fuck is going on me and my younger brother so he's probably it's kindergarten and then she's like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and like i said i'm like yeah nobody was in class today and she didn't really say anything she didn't really talk and then we got home and we flipped on the news and she's like something bad happened now plot twist my grandfather was actually in New Jersey across the water during 9-11. So when I got to my house, my grandma was actually there and because she was not there. So mm-hmm. she was frantically freaking out, freaking out. She, they finally ended up getting to talk to my grandpa. I don't know when, but I remember she was there. So at first I was like, well, shit, well, grandma's here. Like, this is sweet. And then, like, I realized, again, like, well, something's wrong. And then, like I said, we flipped the TV on. And all I remember is just like watching like the smoke, watching the t- like the towers fall. And you don't realize, right? You don't know what's happening. And it's kind of weird thinking back on it now, like seeing it and trying to like replay it over in my head. Yeah. But, and again, I was watching videos today and stuff, so that might be clouding it. But it's just, I remember it being like a surreal thing. And then it's almost, you don't know what's happening, but you can kind of feel, or like at least you can, you think you feel something like major just happen, you know? Right. So... And then that was it. And then I didn't go to school. I don't even know if we had school, but I know I didn't go to school the next day at all. So I don't know if it was just canceled or what, but I didn't go to school the next day. I don't even know if I went the day after that, but it was, uh, well, now you got me thinking, man, like about anything else. But no, I mean, that, that was pretty much it. Like I said, I, the biggest thing is I went to the full day of school and then I got there and my grandma was there. And then like I said, and that was when I finally saw it, like when we flipped on the TV at my, mm. my house in the living room on yeah. Sandra Lane. Sandra, Sandra Lane. Sandra Lane. Shout out to Sandra Lane. <laughs> what um, about you, though? Okay, so my memory is I was in fifth grade. I remember it starts with people getting pulled out of school mm-hmm. and me being confused and me wondering what's going on because we're, we're a little older than you were, so we're, like, asking the teachers right. what's going on and they're not allowed to tell us for some reason. They won't tell us. And I remember one kid in my class knew and he wouldn't say anything. And I remember, I remember asking him if the Empire State Building fell over. That was my guess. <laughs> oh, and wow. I don't know why. That's that was my guess. Not a bad guess. Right. I mean, I don't. I mean, the thing is, after listening to Malcolm Gladwell, I don't know if that's fucking even a true man. <laughs> but um, it's got you thinking about everything. But man. I remember his name was Andy. I don't know his last name, but uh, I remember asking him if that, and, and him saying no, but it was close or something. And then I didn't I didn't know anything. And then we we left school. Found my brothers, and uh, uh, Nino and Vince uh, used to uh, um, pick us up. Which Vince has been on the podcast. Um, 
there were our friends down the street who were homeschooled that their mom babysat us. So uh, oh yeah, we we played Vince. Uh, I had to take him to yeah. the, I had to take him to the cleaner last time in game night. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's not true, actually. Funny story. I actually told Cruck he would not win that night, and he won. So. Hey, well, you're always wrong. Bro. I know, always. <laughs> always. What's that tell you? Um, so I remember them picking us up, and that's when we found out what happened. And we, they were on their bikes, and we uh, walked home. Because they had to walk their bikes home for some reason, because Teresa was weird. <laughs> <laughs> there was their mom, their babysitter. And then I just remember watching TV for like the next week straight, just nonstop, just watching the news. Did you, uh, I remember, and I remember specifically saying to my mom that I, the first time I was like, I wish I would have died rather than all those people. I remember saying that. That's pretty deep, man. But I don't know if that's true. So we're going to revisit this, uh, next year and we're going to keep telling these stories All right. and we're going to see what changes. I think it's a good, that's a good experience for me and you. I like that. I like that. I just don't want, can we make like a, man, now I'm nervous. That's, that's no, don't it. be nervous because like it's gonna be it's gonna Do be wild. Liars if it changes. at that point. That's that was what Malcolm Gladwell was making with that with that podcast about yeah. Brian Williams, because people excommunicated him for that when he was saying they shouldn't have because memory is infallible. And that's crazy too, because then you think about it, because like when I think like as an experience like that, there's no reason. It's not like you can make that like a cooler story to report on. Like your memories is what you think or you remember. Right. So now I'm just gonna feel like I'm just a big fat liar if I lied to myself. Well, don't feel like that because listen to that podcast. Okay, I'll listen before. I'll, uh, I'll try to send it to you okay. before we leave. But yeah, so then you, I don't know. I'm I'm just wondering what what all of all of our listeners' flashpoint memories are from that, and or if there's any other big events in my lifetime that have happened, like the global events that have happened where people... The blackout. I mean, it wasn't a global event, but you remember the blackout? I remember the blackout. That was pretty scary. That was actually, I was old enough to, like, I thought that, so when 9-11 happened, you know, you didn't quite get it a couple years later, mm. I was like, we're done. This is it. Yeah. They took over the technology, the terrorists are coming to get us. <laughs> I was I was in code red. Little Jordan was you freaking know, out. Th- uh, I was listening to my favorite podcast, The Daily Zeitgeist, which I re- recommend you listen to. It's a daily podcast. Okay. Like, I'll check it out. News, I'll listen to all of them. News-based. Um, but uh, they were talking about 9-11 and they said like if on 9-11 they told you that after this there would not be a major terrorist attack in the United States for 17 years nothing bad would happen like in regards to that how would you feel like you would feel like a champion like yeah. we like like we didn't like nothing has happened yeah uh huh uh, the only terrorist text been like domestic. fucking white crazy. Yeah, people. domestic. I was gonna say if you count that, but if you if you think about it, that's that is crazy. I mean, I guess I've never actually thought about that, but it is like we're so we're so afraid. We're still terrified. Afraid. Oh yeah, no, we don't yeah. even let Muslims in this country now. It's because of the fucking crazy ass precedent we have. But yeah, that no man that that uh, it's kind of. Uh, it is crazy to think about. I actually never thought about that. But yeah, to to think that, I don't know. I mean, I guess I am impressed. Because like I said, with how much fear we live in and how much fear that they generate that everybody portrays we should have, mm. right? Because everybody's supposed to be scared all the time. Like you think shit just happens daily right? where people are just flying planes into bombs all over the place. You know, and it's not even that like there hasn't been one because we prevented them. There's not even been a thwarted attack. No. Like there's just been no attempts. No. I mean shit the one guy in seattle the white guy just stole a plane yep why don't we 
stop white people. Why don't we lock us all up? Come on. At some point, we might have to. You That's know, what the robots are going to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think <laughs> white people are probably making attacks against people like with guns and shooting up schools and whatnot because we can because people, we fly under the radar. Yeah, you can just be an average white guy. Mm-hmm. When, you know, it's just people are generally fucked up and do stupid shit because they're stupid people. We're fucking idiots. Yeah. But white, I, well, white people get the benefit of the doubt so that you can sneak through the cracks. That is true. I will, well, it's tough to disagree with how much bad stuff. I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of good people, man, deep down somewhat. But I think that these evil fucking people, man, they're just doing stuff so outrageous that. Mm. I, I think know. the thing is like that the tendency to be evil and be good at business coincide with each other. And oh that's, yeah. That's who gets into control. Money, man. Money, money, money. Or maybe it's not even being evil. It's being stupid. Get like, cause Donald Trump is fucking stupid. He's not smart. I don't think he's, he's got, he's, well, he's, he's good at being an asshole and dis- yeah. like not caring about other people's feelings, which leads him to the top. Yeah. He's smart in the sense of, he can play to people's emotions or what the He's vast majority. He's perfect at being a celebrity. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing. That's a good, uh, good way to describe it. I mean, if you look at, I'll tell you what, one thing in my mind to have one single person running 330 million people is asinine in itself, right? Mm-hmm. Like well, if you... If, if you're talking about the United States government, it's a, it's a little more complicated than that. No, no, I get that. I get that. But if you look at... You, okay, so I guess... So, bad example. So, I guess the face of the United States government yeah. shouldn't be one individual. Because one individual has beliefs. One individual has, like I said, agendas. One individual has certain things that is important to them that wouldn't be important to a lot of other people. Mm. So, to me, to have that one individual, no matter how they feel, have that position... Right. Whether you like if you ask 90 percent of the people, they think the president does everything is what I'm like convinced. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like you and I can have a a logical conversation. No, there's a lot more behind the scenes. But people as a whole, I think, just think the president does it all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the president gets all the credit, all the blame. Yeah. Uh, Well, actually, probably these days, none of the credit, but all the blame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a few things I guess I'll tip my hat that he's done nice for people's 401ks, but at what expense? There is nothing I will tip my hat to. That's what I'm and saying. I, and, and, and I think anything that anyone thinks, and no offense to you, that he's no. done well is not because he's done well. It's because of either luck or his predecessor or the Republican Party in general. Like, I'm not saying yeah. every, every Republican idea is not a bad idea. I don't think necessarily, but... It's not Donald Trump's idea. And I'll agree with that. I mean, I don't even know if that guy has his own ideas to begin with. He just goes off whatever's popular or hot at the time. But, yeah, no, the, uh, I don't know, man. It's just a, a crazy thing to me to, <laughs> for one, we should have a new criteria that no social media for the president. <laughs> It'd be so great if Twitter kicked uh, Trump off because they just kicked Alex Jones off. Really? You know who Alex Jones yeah, is? Yeah, crazy conspiracy guy. Oh, gosh. People, he thinks Sandy Hook was like a... Staged. Staged. He like, thinks all of them are staged. What a fucking asshole, man. Gosh, and these people are all like Republican branch in 
I'm just so sick and tired of it. And I'm trying. I always try. Did you vote? I did not. Hopefully, that doesn't get you mad. I, I. It does make me a little annoyed. Well, that's it does fine. Make me mad. Just like the reason. Be better. I, that's fine. And, it, and the reason why. And people can say it was like using that to make a stand, but I honestly, I, I didn't feel strong enough to vote for either party. That's just. I mean, like I said, I really, and I actually kept up on it. You'd, you'd have been proud of me, mm. but. At the end of it, I just couldn't, and granted, people may say it's one vote, it doesn't matter, it does matter, whatever, but I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do it, man. And like I said, being that Trump won by 80,000 votes over three states, your vote definitely mattered. I know, and that's what's crazy to think but about, But it's not too. like, it's not like you're the reason or anything, but. No, I know. And like I said, but then you have, what, 80,000 people who have my thinking who changed an election, you know, so. Right. You, you can mean, think of it like that's, that. That's like the argument for. Russia definitely affected the election. Yeah. You don't think they could have affected eighty thousand people by all these fucking Facebook ads that they just they put throw out there? in people's face? Like they they literally paid people to go and drive around with an actor pretending to be Hillary Clinton in a cage. <laughs> like I'm Look, sure, I'm sure I was duped by it. I'm sure you were duped by it. Like Hillary Clinton was not the greatest candidate, but she was not as crooked as everyone thinks she was. Yeah, I I well I will plead the fifth in a sense because i may not know as much as the next guy i do like i said i, I do my fair share of research i do enjoy learning and watching it but like i said i i would i can't sit here and lie to you and tell you i know everything that she did and didn't do and things like mm-hmm. that but i just as like a i guess like a feeling standpoint but i don't know man it's uh it's it's a weird time to fucking be alive yeah it's wild it it's is wild, man. it's a it's a circus and a half because I mean, you look where technology's going, AI is going, just the thing we've talked about. I mean, if you think it even about 10 years ago with, I mean, people could feel, did you see, you know, rest in peace, John McCain, but did you see that thing he, about what he said about Obama, like when they were, you know, yeah. battling? Mm. Like, oh man. I mean, as a corrupt system, as politics is, let's just like maybe have like a little respect, maybe, you know? No, that's the point. Like, that's what I just say is the point of this podcast is to understand people that have different opinions from you. Like, there's a reason Trump won, and it's because a lot of this country uh, thinks that Trump has these ideas, and maybe not like his personality, but he has these ideas that are better for us, and we're losing something. We got to understand what that is, and that's the point of this podcast is to try to connect with people that have different opinions. To because there's no reason we should be fighting. No, like we can we can vote differently, and we can like root for different different things, and have different th- different opinions but we we shouldn't be <laughs> escalating lunatics like trump to office because of you them. shouldn't hate me i shouldn't hate you. like as like hippie as it may sound man hate like people would just hate so much these days man and i don't know where it stems from or what like i said i used to be you know like growing up and all that like being competitive like i had some some anger like i was always ready to go and amped up but it's like man especially since the the joe rogan podcast man like I've tried to just think a lot more open as as I can, right? And the the cool thing that I think is that people can think different, right? On something as silly as a topic as the paint color of your wall, right? Right. Somebody could come in here and think that's the dumbest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And to us, that might be the sweetest color ever. But it's like somebody just thinks different on you. That's yeah. okay. I mean, I think it's pretty dumb. So <laughs> I don't mind it. I like it. See? Difference. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that, <laughs> Fuck you! That's what's crazy. <laughs> and that's what's crazy to me is that if you disagree with somebody, just figure out why. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's 
Exactly, man. That's what I'm all. That's what I'm always preaching about is to figure out what, like, where those disagreements come from. Because maybe you know something I don't that mm. would that I that I would be like, you know what, man, fuck that color. I didn't know that. You know, right? As, and it's a stupid analogy, but it's something as simple as that. Like, man, I, I had a bad problem with it too, man. Admitting you don't know everything is a bad flaw of people. Like, people people want to know everything. Not admitting that you. Yes, if I did I say that wrong, I'm sorry. People want to know everything. Yeah, people. Want, yeah, exactly. They don't want to be wrong about anything, and I have been a victim of that. Knowing a long what time. you don't know is a great sign it's of a, intelligence. It's a great thing, man, because it means you want to learn too. Mm-hmm. Like that was, man, and it's cool too, because it's like, man, I could just pull up my phone right now, and I can know everything. But it, it also is like, man, you don't have to think or act like you know everything. Right. Like, um, um, my friend Joe, um, uh, McNavich, he, uh, he is like the probably one of the smarter. Or I, I, that sounds offensive. One of the smartest Republicans that I know, in terms of like, they're all dumb. He's the he, only smart one. <laughs> like he knows what he's talking about, and like you know, if, if we think of think about like Mike Burke, who's been on this podcast, and Paul, who is supposed to be on this podcast but never has. Paul, like Joe, can back his shit up better than those guys. Okay, Paul Vogel, you've uh, I know Paul. You know Paul. Yeah, but. Uh, the main thing I've learned from Joe in terms of Republican versus Democrat is that Joe does not trust the government and doesn't think the government can't be trusted no matter what. And I don't, I don't like wholeheartedly disagree with his opinion. I think it's foolish to assume that because of the greatness that uh, like some kind of a governmental system can provide for people. But I understand the concern, and it's not really there's not really anything we can argue towards there you know yeah it's, it's like it's like an it's like a theoretical thing but that's where yeah. that's what you got to get it down to yeah you got to get it down to something that can't be argued like if anyone tells me that climate change isn't real like that can be argued down to because it is real it's 100 percent real if anybody was like, wondering like and joe's a republican he believes in climate change he yeah, does oh yeah. That's but he thinks he open. thinks that there's nothing we can do about it and it's too late and Ideologically, I, I I could see that point. I can see like yeah. I can't I can't one hundred percent take that away from him. Because so, we don't know for sure, right? I don't know for sure, and they, even scientists don't know for sure. Like they're betting on things coming into the future to change that. Yeah, they can like like they can take carbon out of the atmosphere and whatnot. Right. Like it's <laughs> honestly, it's kind of a long shot. It is. I mean, <laughs> we've done some damage quick, and that's what people want to. Man, I don't want to go down the road, but. If you don't think we're warming the earth, and it's not that we're okay, we don't, if you don't think we're warming the earth, you're wrong. Well, here's That's the something thing: you're wrong. The about. biggest thing that people always go back to that is they say, "Oh, well, we've always done this." Well, we have always done this. There's been hot and cold stages in the world, but under no certain time frame ever in the existence of the world have we re- rapidly heated the Earth's atmosphere as fast as we are. That's a, a yeah. scientific fact, right? Scientific. You can measure carbon in scientific. the Scientific. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's easy. It's like weighing yourself on a scale. <laughs> right, exactly. It's a number. <laughs> it is a number. Uh, you, you this this hurricane. There's a hurricane coming to the uh, east coast. It's scary too, huh? I, it could r- fuck shit up. Five, huh? Category five, I heard. And it's because the ocean waters are so much warmer than normal. Yeah. And you know what? I'm sorry to think about it in this way, but it's gonna hurt Republicans in the midterms. Well, I'll tell you what. It's gonna kill all of us sooner or later if they, if they don't switch it regardless because what are the odds uh the the climate kills us or we kill ourselves 
What are you betting at, like betting on first? Oh, the climate. That's not going to be far off. People, I think most people would say we kill ourselves, but I'm. I mean, I've been on this podcast before, totally pushing everyone should have nuclear weapons because <laughs> it's going to take a real lunatic like goddamn President Trump to uh, start a war to launch and not even start a war, but launch a nuclear bomb like unprovoked. I hope somehow, some way, they just took that ability away from him. Like, let him tweet because, like I said, I mean. He can do damage, but he can't. Well, you know, this is the thing about the Republicans is they control the Supreme Court. Well, they will. Well, Brett. All right. Brett Kavanaugh. We'll try to get to him with the last bit, but uh, they control the Senate. They control the House and they control the presidency. The only thing they I mean, they it's a deadlock in the Supreme Court. But Brett Kavanaugh is about to be confirmed. And he's Republican. And he's Republican. Another young Republican. (laughs) And because they serve for life in the Supreme Court. Um, unless Susan Collins and uh, Murkowski, I think, from Alaska or Maine, one of the two, um, defects. And, and that's also assuming all of the Democrats vote along party lines. We're going to have a Supreme Court controlled by the Republicans until they all die. And they're young. And they're young. And it's going to haunt our generation unless... We play by their because I mean the press. If we could take control of everything, we could expand the seats. We could add more seats, but get it's rid just, of it all. It's just man. I don't I don't want to be like them. I really don't want to be like them. Hear me out. What if we just got rid of it all and had certain things? And I guess it would be different for everybody. But let's say we got like the best of everything. So you got science, AI technology the the market all these things you get the best of the best for all of them they kind of make up one committee and then you can have subcommittees of all of them you just have like a big board of like 20 people in charge of everything important in the united states that's essentially we have we have we have better than that right now i would say i don't know man like we have the president we have we have different branches we have the executive legislative and right. uh, judicial but then you can get situation we're in now where you're just yeah well the thing is we should have is term limits on judges and then it would be yeah much okay. better that's it well, i guess your idea is better than mine but yeah because i mean if you figure people who i mean essentially could be 50 to 70 years old who actually are the majority of the voting population they're picking these individuals for our lifetimes right, right. yeah like they're i mean hopefully like they all live gonna, a long time but it's gonna be like 40 years of this shit like the time it changes is gonna be when we're old that we didn't even essentially and again it's maybe you know, it's it, our fault but didn't vote on it, it, and the thing is me and you as white males probably middle class males <laughs> we're gonna be fine yeah we're gonna we're probably going to prosper from this but yeah our eyes are opened and we see what's gonna do what you are equals yeah man it's uh like i said man it's a fucking weird time to be alive right now like i said it uh oh is that it we getting cut off that's it we're getting cut off the show's over that was so much fun man i can't wait to come back (laughs) we jordan we are gonna love to have you back and we will have you back before this but we are for sure booking you every september 11th sign me up where's the contract (laughs) Um, yeah, life contract. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm uh, everybody, thank you for splitting six with us. Jordan, anything you want to plug? Anywhere people can follow you? 
no, no, anything no you want to say? Not a big social media guy anymore. I like to go in there and see cool stuff. But no, man, uh, just stay cool and love people, man. I know you have some cool message too, but just love people more after this uh, nice hour and a half. What is it, hour and 40 minutes? It's uh, an hour and 36 minutes. All right, cool. Um, anyways... Follow me on Twitter. There you go. Plug at, it in. At Nick Wagella. Follow me on Facebook at N Wagella. Follow us on Facebook at Split Six Media. Subscribe everywhere you can. Search Split Six Media. You'll find it. And remember, everybody, it's more important to listen to what somebody else is saying than it is for them to listen to you. Thank you for splitting six with us. I'll be back next week after my golf trip with a guest that I have not booked yet. It's great being back, everybody. Fuck you.